It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor Last Night? This is the only Survivor podcast. My name is Jake Scheidel, and each week I ask my best friend Thomas Powell if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing today? Survivor Jake, Sunday. I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, Survivor Sunday, I'm broadcasting to you live from the Windy City 2, Grand Rapids, <gasps> Michigan. They made it's, a second uh, one? It's Obviously very windy over here, so we're, we're the uh, sequel. That's cool. um, what is Grand Rapids Sister Cities? That I don't. That's a great question. You're I don't a trivia know man. Tom's trivia special, special Tom's trivia today. What's the sister city of Grand Rapids, Michigan? Um, and you're just googling it, so that seems like it's not fair. Uh, Omi Hachiman, Japan, Bielsko, Biala, Poland, uh, GA District, Ghana. Or God District, I don't know. It's just GA, but there's a lowercase a. Uh, Gangnam Gu, South Carolina, Opan Gangnam Style. Um, Feels racist. Perugia, Italy, and uh, Zapopan, Mexico. Um, ours are Accra, Ghana, Amman, Jordan, Athens, Greece, Belgrade, Serbia, Birmingham, UK, Bogota, Colombia, Busan, Korea, Casablanca, Morocco. Heard of it? We were just talking about movies. Delhi, Durban in South Africa, Galway in Ireland, Gothenburg in Sweden, Gothenburg, I don't know how to read, Hamburg, Kiev, oh, they're, they're in the news, wow. They're in the news, Chicago's in the news, wow. It's just a news city up here. Yeah, the sister city's in the news. Uh, Lahore in Pakistan, Lucerne, in Switzerland, Mexico City, Milan, Moscow, Osaka, too many. Paris. Uh, Thomas, don't forget about Patak Tikva. Well, you have in Moscow Israel. and Kiev? Yes. <laughs> but really, Mr. Wing both is sides. to both sides. That's why he ran off to Grand Rapids this week. He was like, Sit I can't the fence choose. On this one. We've also got Shanghai, Prague, uh, Shenyang, uh, Sydney, Toronto. Vilnius in Lithuania and it's true Warsaw Poland I like how Chicago's like our sister city is like the capitals of all these countries that are the biggest cities that's basically what Chicago is to the United States yeah absolutely uh, second to none is our official slogan and same with every other city I just listed so do we have more we have more sister cities more sisters Hey, what about sister wife cities? Yeah, Grand Rapids' motto is second to none except for Chicago. (laughs) People don't say it a lot. That's why you haven't heard it, because it is kind of long. It doesn't Uh, fit on a t-shirt. It doesn't fit on a t-shirt. We don't have the cool flag, either. We've got the Pac-Man flag. Um, Pac-Man flag. Oh, I've always heard it as a... The Grand Rapids flag described as a saber-tooth... Oh, Sabretooth Pac-Man, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Ours is four stars, and each star represents something, and each point on each star represents something else. Yeah, it was uh, And the it two was blue lines? By, it was designed by CM Punk. As yes, CM Punk his designed ring gear, it. And then they made the flag based off of that. Um, do you know what the two blue lines represent? One of them is the Chicago River. The other is the Chicago Police Department. Oh, I thought maybe it was like the blue line train. Oh, that'd be funny, but actually no, because there's more trains, and it would, they would feel underrepresented if we only were talking about the blue line. 
Um, Chicago, best city in the world. That's why we have so many sister wives. Uh, unfortunately, no sister wives in Palau. But Thomas, since we're talking about Palau... <laughs> yeah, I really... I'm really bummed that we didn't get to see more uh, more sister wives on, on Survivor. Survivor bummer. sister wives. Let's do it. Why, why not? One tribe of sisters, one tribe of wives. <laughs> Un, one tribe of unmarried women and one of married women. Married to each other? Possibly. It's 2022. Women can marry each other now. So I would love to that. hear Jeff have his, do his important conversation voice about that. Like, isn't it interesting... <laughs> That, like, sister wives can all be women now. <laughs> it really is interesting. Jeff Probst, Emmy-winning Jeff Probst, uh, deserved every single one. I'm still mad at RuPaul for taking them away from him. But, you know, RuPaul's good at his job, too, so good for everybody involved, I guess. Anyway, my point is, Jeff Probst is on a TV show called Survivor. So, Thomas, I have to ask you, did you watch Survivor Palau last night? Jake, I did. That's good. Two here. Um, what did you think of this episode title? The Ultimate Shock. I mean, there. I thought it was... Uh, there was some surprising stuff happening on this one, so... Yeah, like that cameo from Static Shock. Like, what was he doing on the show? I guess yeah. it was popular at the time, but it was weird. Tune in, yeah, tune into my show to find out. Yeah. <laughs> the original Avengers, Jeff Probst and Static Shock. Uh, this first aired on May 15th, 2005. How old would you have been May 15th, 2005? Tax day. Jake, I would have been 13 years old. Hmm. I would have been 14 years old. Very old, very doing my taxes. Uh, last week's episode received 19.3 million viewers. How many viewers do you think this episode received? Uh, 21 million. Try very slightly less hard. 20 million. Try harder. 20.8 million. It's 20.8 million viewers. Yeah. Uh, Now, you know know how um, the viewership always decreases when they do the reunion? It, like, drops off pretty precipitously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, there are people like me that don't care. How well do you think I pronounce that word? Pretty well, right? Precipitously. How many viewers do you think this reunion got? It got 20.8 was the finale. I'm going to say 12 million. 21.7. What? More people tuned in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people were like, we really want to see Stephanie Fuck the last back. episode. I just want to see the reunion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we start off at camp on day 37. Katie says Karen did her a big favor by putting everyone out in the open. Ian... Ian actually feels good that he's not the biggest target anymore. <laughs> this seems like such, like, trying to convince himself. Yeah. Um, I think that's been, there's a lot of that these last couple uh, things. Just Ian mm. losing control of his game and then just kind of lying to himself to feel better about it. Yeah, Ian did not look great these last couple episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it would... It was really Other it was than a physical challenge performance. Not a lot going well for him. No. Uh, at one point, he and Tom are sitting in camp and hear the women yell for help in the in the forest. Uh, but actually, they just got the breakfast feast at Tree Mail. So that was fun. That was fun. It was fun. I bet production uh, told them to do that. 
Why? Because they, they're like, it would be a fun to, thing to open the episode to have you guys run over. You know, you, you, you would even only have to tell the, the girls, like, hey, we dropped this thing for you over here. Just, like, call for help when you get it. It'll make for good TV. Um, you don't think they were genuinely excited that breakfast I think was they were, after? but I, I, I think that the premise of going, hey, we're going to go, like, call for, frantically call for help so that we can surprise them with this breakfast. <laughs> I don't, I don't think... I don't think they were literally calling the word help. Yeah, I think they, they were. were just, they were. They literally said help. I'm pretty sure they did. All right, whatever. I think they were just like, "There's a lot of stuff here. We need help carrying it." Personally, I think it's danger. They were yelling fire in a crowded theater, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they should have been arrested. And then Tom was like, "This is what I'm here for." Yeah, t- this Tom is why uh, I'm the overturned show. the cart and uh, sprayed it with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. You know, every man's a fool for going to sleep with a firefighter every night but one, or whatever that, you know the phrase I'm referencing? No, I absolutely do not. (sighs) The fool goes to sleep with a sword every night with but one. Fool, I'm googling it, and it's going to give me the right... Fool goes to... Do we have a segment called Jay Google something or something like that? (laughs) Fool goes to sleep with a sword. I'm trying to type with one hand for some reason. My other hand is just in my pocket. One time when I worked at a pizza place, uh, I was ringing somebody up, and my I I had. Uh, You're too turned on. You were so turned on by the the the, the saying you were looking up. <laughs> You're like, just real quick. I cross. I was ringing them up on like the POS. And my other hand was just in my pocket because I wasn't using it, you know? <laughs> and my <laughs> Hold on a sec, guys. <laughs> and so my manager came by and was like, uh, please take your, your hand out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah, they thought, they thought you were jerking off. They were like, you look lazy or something like that. I was like, uh, joke's on you, I am lazy. Yeah. I don't look like anything. I'm being lazy. Um, okay, so this was actually something that uh, Justin McElroy said on um, Mabim Bam, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. The man who sleeps with a machete is a fool every night but one. I thought it was a, I thought it was a real phrase. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nope. Turns out not at all. <laughs> Turns out it's just a dumb Someone bit. Someone did that, say it, but people do not say it. Somebody did say just it. you and Justin McElroy. Two guys. Uh, you and hoops. That's me. Um, and then somebody wrote, this was on reddit.com. Uh, uh, oh, that's, I didn't know you went there. Mm-hmm. It was the first result on google.com. Uh, the original poster responded to a comment saying, thanks. But this comment has been deleted by the user, so uh, I don't know. I guess we'll never know. There's also a lot of um, Bible verses coming up, so I don't know what that's about. What did you think of when Tom called them the four Karor? I think it was Tom who said that. I liked that. I liked it too. Rhyming's cool. I think the Karor four better, though. The Karor four. Uh, did I ever tell you what my Dungeons and Dragons group is called? 
Uh, the Oceanic Six. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lost D&D campaign. Uh, they're called the Stab Four. <laughs> okay. It's pretty good. I, li- I like that. Like, like the Fab like the Fab 4 or like, Fab 5. Exactly, but um, stabbing, because you know. But like stabbing, because that's what they do. Uh, and then when they when the party went came to, went down to three players after somebody left, uh, we renamed them the Threedles, because there's only three people. <laughs> it's not as good. Stab 4 is much better. Um, but the Threedles, you can call them that, too. You can say, hey, Jake, how's it going with the Threedles? And I'll say, oh, we're actually just finishing up our first campaign, so it's really exciting. Okay, so what happened on this episode of Survivor and not your uh, d campaign that our, our listeners don't care about? Tom calls the final four feast an attaboy, as they'd say in the firehouse. That's my next note. Thanks for thanks for caring. We love getting an attaboy at the firehouse subs. I love getting an attaboy for cleverness in my D and D campaign too. But no, apparently all you want to do is talk about <laughs> no. Survivor. Okay. Uh, if anybody you're not going to get that when your podcast host is a genuine hater. Yeah, I don't know why you hate genuine. Pony is a good love, song. I love it's a classic. Oh no, sorry. I, yeah, I, I don't, don't want to cause any confusion there. I love the song Pony. Yeah. Uh, so everybody agrees that if anybody but Tom wins immunity, Tom is gone. This seems like a great plan, and, you know, they've had several opportunities to do this throughout the post-merge. Why at the last minute they think they need to do it? You know, it's too late. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's too late I, at this I, point. I think it's shown at this point that you can't just, like, hope that Tom isn't going to win the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when literally the only, only other person... Who's, who can beat him has been doing poorly this whole last couple episodes. Uh, they get to this first immunity challenge of the episode, and there's a cool yellow car and a million-dollar check in the glove compartment. Cool car, huh? Yeah, I, what, what was it? like? A, wasn't it like a, a VW Bug or something? It No, it's not. It was like a... It was a... Uh, it was a convertible of some sort. Okay. I'll Google this, too. Are you, I was going to say, are you going to look it up? I'm going to look it up. Survivor, pull out. I know people already know this. People are like, oh, I love Survivor so much. Um, the 1968 Pontiac Firebird is the first thing that comes up. Um, I don't think it was that old of a car. The 1970 Volkswagen Beetle, you were right. That's pretty Sur- cool. Survivorcars.com. This is a website I've just found. I don't think this is related to the web, the, the television show Survivor. This is just a, a, a website about it's cars It's all the cars that, that are owned by the band Survivor that did uh, Eye of the Tiger. It's kind of like the Jay Leno's Garage of Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. Having Cafe LA with other hair metal bands. That's the show they do. Doesn't yeah. really roll off the tongue the same way. Um, I don't know why this is so hard to find. Uh, I know that they. I know that I could have just written it down when they told us, but I didn't because I didn't think we would get stuck on it. It's a cool yellow car. That's what I wrote in my notes. Why isn't that good enough? Cool yellow car with a million dollar check in the glove compartment. Yeah, I think the the million dollar check in the glove compartment is definitely the the more. You know the the. The better sweetener of the two, but mm-hmm. you know, free car, free car. Hey, all you had to do was store for thirty nine days. 
Easy enough. And one of those days, you get a whole breakfast feast. Breakfast. 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 Okay. Uh, so the immunity challenge, they have to do obstacles and climb a tower and then do a different obstacle on every level and do a combination lock and raise a flag and the winner wins immunity. Pretty yeah, this felt like a new one. Yeah. This felt like a new challenge. Uh, I... I don't know. I, not memorable. Not really memorable. Uh, it comes down to Tom and Ian, and Tom wins. It's, hey, it's not Survivor Plow if it doesn't come down to Tom and Ian. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, this has really been like the whole seat, like every like post merge. This is just what yeah, it's been. Yeah, uh, because the men they're so strong, the strongest and best at physical and intelligence. And uh, being tall. And being tall. Being tall. Do you think it's helpful? I'm very, I'm very forever? good at being tall. <laughs> That's what you should write on your uh, Tinder bio, Thomas. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Skilled at tall. And then in parentheses, if it matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got an A plus in tall. You know, if that really matters to you, since apparently it matters. I got an A plus in also, tall. Is so funny. Uh, that's very. I love good. going on adventures, but I keep hitting my head because I'm so tall. Yeah, call me Chris Farley behind the scenes at SNL because I'm hitting my head so much. You know that story. Do you think Chris? Do you think Chris Farley had CTE from doing all of the pratfalls? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think he was probably the first uh, CTA, CTE. Uh, I just, you know, I'm just asking patient. questions. <laughs> That's what we do here on this podcast. Uh, at camp, Ian says to Jen, nothing. Ian says it's Jen who's going next. Tom reminds Jen that they all wanted to make it to the end together, and then they could all battle it out, and that he can't turn on her. I mean, Tom... I, very straightforward. I, like, that was the plan the whole time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. To, to I all mean, just get I, to the I, end together? I, I think that's the usual Tom uh, demeanor. He's had a few times where he's been pushed a little bit and he turns into mean Tom, but for the most part, he's, he's pretty chill. Nobody likes mean Tom. Uh, he then says he's sticking with Ian. Ian reveals he wasn't necessarily certain... And Jen tells Tom it was supposed to be him if he hadn't won. This is um, this is a lot of drama between my dad and my brother, and I'll 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 tell you one thing. I'm glad I'm not on that island. Yeah, what definitely. If, what if blood versus water with three tribes? What if in you know? Jeffrey, call me. I got ideas. Uh, Tom confronts Ian. And Ian uh, looks like a fool. He yeah, made... he's had a couple straight episodes of, of just like flop sweat, like backpedaling that just does not look great. He did literally say in this episode, but Tom! <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Uh, he's what, like 19 in this? Uh, he's in his early 20s, I think. He's pretty young. Yeah. He definitely acts like he's, yeah, pretty uh, immature, but, mm -hmm. you know. He is a child. Um, I, it almost, I feel like his game almost feels like, um, 
Oh, what's his name from uh, uh, Brains, Beauty, Brawn, and he was on another... Ty. He kind of feels like Ty, where, like, he's good enough physically and, like, people like him so he can get towards the end, but then he just, for whatever reason, makes weird, inexplicable social plays and melts mm. down. Yeah. I, 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 that makes a lot of sense, actually. I, I've never considered that, but that, I, um, I, I can see that. Uh, there's a very late start to Tribal Council... He reveals, Jeff reveals that Tribal Council always happens at sundown. Did you know that? I did know that. You did know that? I mean, it's pretty apparent from, like, the way that it's shot. Wow, look at Thomas with his observational skills. I just assumed it was at night. Tom tells Jeff he figured Ian was voting Jen out, but now he questions Ian's game. Ian explains... His gentleman's agreement deal with Tom to take each other to final three. And then Tom says, it's not Jen's word I'm taking, it's yours. That was a really good line from Tom. Again, Tom, a lot of good one-liners. Yeah, he's a very memorable player. Yeah. Um, watching this season back makes me really bummed out we didn't get more of him in Heroes versus Villains. Yeah, because he can. I feel like he can kind of do both. Hero or villain? Yeah, I think he can be kind of villain. The duality of Tom. Do you ever do you relate to that phrase? The duality of Tom. Thomas. Yeah, I mean, I I, I live that every day. Tell uh, me, tell me about your duality. Heard out here for us, Toms. Tell me what's what's the duality of Tom Powell? Sometimes I um. Sometimes I'm being lazy, and other times mm. I'm also being lazy. Oh, God. Tell me about it. It's just like there's so much to do, you know? And what, what yeah. if I don't want to? What if I don't want to do anything? What if I just want to fucking vibe, you know? Yeah, I'm just trying to chill. What's, oh. so, what's so hard about that? Um, no, that's what I would say if I was on the, the island on Survivor. That's what Katie should have said when she wasn't doing any work. Yeah, just like just I'm vibing. Just, I'm vibing. Um, are you giving up anything up for Lent? No. Okay. Well, I'm actually giving up grinding. Uh, and oh, okay. We'll, You're and just gonna chill for Lent. I'm just gonna just gonna vibe for Lent. I do that. I don't need to give that up for Lent. I I give that up every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Okay. That's a funny bit we just went on, and I lost my place. Katie then asks Ian if he has lied to her in the last 24 hours. What? Take, he takes a little while to answer this. Yeah. This is just weird. Their whole relationship the last couple episodes has just been weird. Yeah, like, this is like a lot of ultimatums between people. I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. Very uh, toxic. And I wouldn't know something about toxic relationships because... My girlfriends, downstairs neighbors, yell at each other all the time. Uh, yes, and I'm also Britney Spears. Don't <laughs> tell anybody. Congrats to me. Where was my attaboy, Thomas, for when I got out of my conservatorship with my dad? Yeah, sorry about that. It's, um, you know, just I got it at the firehouse. I thought you could only get that if you're a firefighter. No, anybody can do it. That's the thing about attaboys. Attaboy. Thank you. God, wait fucking months for that. The vote is two for Jen, two for Ian. So they re-vote. One for Jen, one for Ian. So they have to make fire. Love that. I say this every time, but making fire at four makes sense. If it's a 2-2 two -two vote, 
Doesn't make the sense if there's no vote at all. <laughs> it's just, the fire making challenge is like so overcomplicating things, you know? Yeah, it really is. And everybody's like, oh, but it helps like the best player in in the season make it to the end. If they Not were the really. best player in the season, they wouldn't have to do the fire making challenge. Yeah, they, they, I, I would totally disagree. I think it often bails people out who aren't that good. Mm-hmm. Because you just have to be good at making fire. Some people aren't good at it. Doesn't yeah. mean they're not a good player. Yeah. Uh, but the best player often is... Um, what's his name? What's his name? Ben. Wow. Yeah. A lot of the time with the fire making, it's also like they, they do everything the way you're supposed to, but then like the wind is weird and they lose because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, the uh, Mr. Wind puts his finger on the scale. Yeah, I know there's a couple um, couple corruption investigations to, going on with uh, Mr. Wind's office right now. Yeah, why do you think he ran off to Grand Rapids? Because of all the game fixing he did on Survivor. <laughs> uh, back at camp, Tom says he has a personal grudge against Ian now. Ian denies that he was going to vote for him. Uh, and then, oh. Says it was just game talk. It was just game talk. Ian says, you're crucifying me for a decision I didn't even make. And Tom's comeback, he says, you didn't have the chance. Who's writing Tom's lines? <laughs> yeah, Tom so is good. very, like, he... He's very matter-of-fact, which helps in situations like this. He's like, it was just like this whole episode. It was just like Tom is like, Try to stop me. I am winning this thing. It was great. Um, Katie asks Ian why he can't just admit to making, quote, double deals. I've never heard that phrase before. I I feel like now is probably the time to just admit to it because, like, you got where you wanted. Like, all three of you are where you're supposed to be. Just be like, yeah, I thought about some other options, but, you know. Yeah, of course. We're here now. Everybody does. <laughs> like, I really don't understand why they're all coming after yeah, me. I don't think, for I don't the think it would be that crazy if you were just to admit to it. You'd just be like, yeah. I'm part of the game. Sorry. Instead, he cries in a talking head. He's like, this is the most beautiful music documentary I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, and then they do the rites of passage. Did you watch the rites the rites of passage? Yeah, I did. Um, it's kind of fun seeing them go through, uh, you know, just everybody that was on the island because I completely forgot about most of the people to start. Yeah, I... they didn't. I couldn't help but notice that they didn't do one for either of the people that were eliminated at the very very beginning. Hmm, I wonder why. Well, they, I mean, they didn't really play the game. That's probably why. Yeah, I. Uh, you can't really be like this was a this was a memorable experience for me. It's like, yeah, it was memorable because I they took me all the way out to Palau and then they made me go home. <laughs> I did at one point while watching this episode during the um, the intro. Go. Oh, did you know there was somebody named Jonathan on this season? <laughs> I don't remember anybody named Jonathan, and then I looked it up later and was like, oh, he was one of those two people. Yep, he was one of the two. Um, Yeah, I I also had forgotten that they they do the full, like, 15-minute recap at the beginning of it, where they they Mm -hmm. tell you everything that happened, where I was, like, I was ready for, like, a previous, you know, episode recap, and at a certain point I was like, I gotta bail. I can't be here for all this. Um... 
Yes, I I really didn't care for that. I, I skipped all of that. I skipped all of the rites of passage. Um, sorry, I'm looking up Wanda right now. Uh, you know, she was the 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 person who the other person who was not picked. Yes. Um, she sang a song on the boat away from them. I'm, but they took it off apparently because they didn't have I, uh, I assume the rights to the song so I'm looking maybe, for the maybe they didn't feel like getting permission to show it or whatever maybe but I don't know I can't I can't find it right now I, I meant to send it to you before we finish the season but uh, I am not able to find it right now so whatever um Okay, now it's time for the final immunity challenge. What did you think of this challenge? They had to stand on a disc on a buoy. I mean, it was, I thought it was uh, pretty great because it was, you know, like obviously a pretty physically taxing thing, and man, they just did it forever. Mm hmm. Katie is the first. Crazy. Almost 12 hours. Yeah, Katie is the first to step down after five, then it gets dark, and Tom tries to make a deal with Ian. And five hours is a long time to be, like, that's pretty impressive to go five hours, and she finished third, like, by a mile. Mm-hmm. Tom tells Ian that if he steps down, he will take him, but if he doesn't step down and they just keep going, he's going to take Katie. Why wouldn't you just step down then? Like, it- Yeah, I, I guess maybe you would think that you don't necessarily trust him to, to follow through on it at this point. <sighs> okay. Yeah, maybe, but also it just makes more sense for them to, like, it's Tom and Ian, it's Tom and Ian, it's Tom and Ian. I think, Ian I should think recognize yeah, I, that. the way Tom phrased it was basically like, just, you know, you've already got the car, you can get 100,000, you know, I'm probably going to win. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I guess maybe he either wanted the whole million or, as it turns out, he, uh, made one of the weirdest decisions I've ever seen anyone make in Survivor. Yes. After nearly 12 hours, Ian offers to step down if Tom agrees to take Katie because he still wants to be friends with them after this. I gotta tell you, if this was this much of a concern to me, I would have made that offer a lot sooner. Yeah. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, Why would you want to stay up there for 12 hours if you just want to be friends with somebody? Yeah, I mean, you either got to do that if you're trying to win, which I think he would have if he had just stayed put. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's where his that's where his mind was. Do you think Ian would have voted out Tom, or do you think he would have made the woo decision and been like, "No, I'm going to keep my bestie, my most loyal ally." It's hard to say. Um, I think it would be smart for him too. Yeah, I think I think that he would probably. It's it, really it's it comes down to who can manipulate him more, and I think Katie maybe has the ability to get him to do it. So I would say I think he would, but not. I don't think it would be his idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, Tom then verbally votes out Ian because the tribal council uh, couldn't take place because the challenge took so long. So he verbally votes him out. He is the first of three contestants to be voted out verbally. Thomas, do you know who the other two are? I, I do not. I have no idea. Well, we watched one happen live. I guess it wasn't verbally. It was just like a agreed upon 
in the moment kind of thing. Oh. I, I'm not gonna get this. Oh come on, me. Thomas! This game it was it was game changers. You remember that? Remember remember the big was it was it Siri? It was not no it was not Siri. It well, was Siri got eliminated. Siri got eliminated uh, for without casting a vote or, or like without getting a vote cast for in right. that one. This one uh, this person also didn't get any votes cast. It's the most recent thing to happen, and it was. I, I don't have a good memory of this season. It was, it was Varner, remember? Oh, God, yeah. Everyone was basically just like, yeah, he's gone. You gotta go, actually, but <laughs> Yeah, I try not to think about that too much. That's smart. That was not a great moment in the show's history. No. One of, one of the lower ones, I would yeah, say. Yeah, probably, like, bottom five. Um, the other one was in the mid-20s. Um, it was uh, pretty pretty rough. Uh, going for a contestant and they were like maybe we should just do tribal council right here right now and the whole tribe was like yeah it seems like a good idea he needs to leave now uh so that's fun i mean it was actually not fun it was very sad but only three times that has happened so ian good good going know how old he is now uh how old is he now 40 He's 40? He's 40 years old now. How old is Tom then? 100. Tom's got to be pushing 60. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tom Westman. What about Tom Eastman? Tom Eastman, you ever think about that? And Ian Violet Burger. <laughs> Ian Violet Hot Dog. Uh-huh. His name's Ian Rosenberger or something like that. So that's funny. Uh, he is 58. Good call. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. He probably looks pretty similar to how he looked then, though, because he was already pretty gray. Um, he is uh, supposedly gained a, a significant amount of weight. Oh, okay. And that's supposedly why they didn't want him on Survivor 40. Well, all right, then. I, I guess. It feels like a weird thing to be hung up on, but whatever. Yeah. They want him to still look the same, I guess. I guess. Um, so, on day 39, Tom and Katie celebrate making it to the end. They make a deal that whoever wins the game gets the flag. I liked that. That was nice. Yeah, I like that too. Um, then they burn everything in camp and row their way to final tribal council. But before that, Thomas, you know what it's time for? Probably time for wildlife shots. There was... A crab. There was rats, and I think just three episodes. Three, only three wildlife shots this episode. The Pacific Swift. What do you know about the Pacific Swift, Thomas? I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm here to educate you. <laughs> I'm a smart man. Knows things. Uh, this is a black bird with plumage that is white on its neck. They're about 7 inches long with a wingspan of 17 to 21 inches. Be found throughout Australia, the Pacific Islands, and East Asia. They'll take shelter in caves and crevices on rock faces. They feed on insects, uh, which they catch while flying through the air. Isn't that fun? That is very fun. Um, it flies at nearly 1,000 feet uh, in the air. There are no real predators for this bird. 
when it comes to their level of extinction times, how close do we expect these birds to be? I'm going to say that they are not endangered. You are correct. These are classified as least concern. I love to hear that. Thomas, let me just say, I am very proud of you for not making a dick joke when I said these birds are approximately seven inches long. That's progress. That's, <laughs> that's, you're really, you're really maturing here on this show, and I really appreciate that. There is a whole thing. I didn't tweet about this, but there, the NFL Combine uh, just finished. And there's a whole thing, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the combine with, like, measurements that no one gives a shit about except for, like, two days where people are like, oh, that QB's hand size is too small. Like, how's he going to grip the ball? But there's a whole thing where Kenny Pickett, who might be the first quarterback taken, has uh, eight and a half inch hands, you know, like, uh, diameter. And uh, that's that's small for, which it doesn't seem to have affected him in any meaningful way, which is what, like, every study about it actually says. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. But, um... But, uh, you know, it was the whole thing people being like, oh, he's got baby hands. And I was imagining seeing, like, Kenny Pickett 8.5 and being, like, not reading anything else and just being like, damn, Kenny Pickett's got a huge dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. He's probably going to go even higher now. Uh, (laughs) Just good imaging for the brand, whatever team he goes with. Uh, Maybe the Chicago Bears give Lori Lightfoot a run for her money. Well, they, they just drafted a quarterback, so they're probably not going to draft another one. Right. And the quarterback they drafted, I don't think, had baby hands. So. No, I don't care about the hand size of our quarterback. I want to know how big the dick is. Because Lori Lightfoot <laughs> right now is the biggest dick in Chicago, and we're trying to knock her down a well, bag, you know? I mean, you know, maybe, maybe Justin Fields begs to differ. Who knows? I don't know who that is, but okay. Uh, he's, the, he's the Bears quarterback. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um Look, okay, so this is final trouble council now. Uh, Tom says, I'm not going to act like I deserve this any more than any of the rest of you. I did my work, and I never had a bad word to say about any of you. I'd vote for him right there. It's a great opening remark. Did he have a bad... I think he did have a bad word to say about some people. Who? I don't think he's like a very negative person, but I think he definitely said something negative about someone at some point. No, impossible. I've never seen it. Who did, okay. he, who did he say bad Tom things Tom does about? sound very reassuring. I think the thing with him is, like, if you just, like, if you don't pay super close attention to what he's saying, he's he comes off very, like, even keel. So you're like, oh, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. But I think maybe if you're on the other side of it, because people seem to be really mad at him, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, maybe that's frustrating when he, you know, goes back on his word and stuff like that. Tom's never done a bad thing in his life. He's, okay. he's a good guy. He's on the heroes. I like I like Tom. Yeah, like I I I, I like do the guy, you? But you got like as over a, backwards for him. As a player, I I thought he was he was a compelling oh. character on television. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's what Jeff. Price I think he did saying. make a good point of stressing. Like, look, there's going to be. It is funny when he was like. I guess the principle of the thing was more just getting Ian to admit it, but he did kind of say what Ian's said which was like we all have to lie a little bit for the game like that's everybody did like nobody everyone's yeah, guilty of that to a certain extent tom who's i, I like that yeah I like, well, I like okay i liked him saying that there are like you draw your own lines and you choose whether or not to cross them and you know that you're how you view other people depends on the the parameters you set for yourself basically yes meanwhile katie says this is a game of self-preservation and she did a really good job of that uh so then Kobe comes up and uh, says he has issues. 
with how they each played the game and then tells Katie why she was so shitty at the game. <laughs> tells her he won't vote for her, but against Tom. Uh, I love this. This is what we're missing out on. Yeah. It's, it's just the climax of everybody's story. Like, the the... the it's why reunion shows happen, you know? Like I'm also I'm fine having this was definitely kind of a bitter jury in the same way that uh the uh the Marquesas one was. Mm. Um Wait, am I thinking of the right one? Which one which one was the one No, the Gabon one is the one I was thinking of. The oh, okay. the the Gabon jersey was all er, uh yeah. The uh, jury was also <laughs> I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh World Cup's the, coming up. The though. jury there were all really angry, but they were also like bitter, miserable fucks. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little. It was it was more palatable this time because like I like Kobe in a in yeah. a way that Kobe. I don't. Yeah, I, I I like him in in the same way that I I don't like uh uh Randy mm-hmm. or whoever the the uh, racist lady was. Um. I don't remember who you're talking about. Maybe she wasn't racist. I, she just said uh, shitty stuff about Sugar's dad. Or about her dead dad. Oh, Corinne? Yeah, Corinne. Yeah. So, like, you know, since it wasn't two, like, absolutely horrible people that were angry, I thought it, it went down a little better. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, Kobe was reasonable grievance to have. I like somebody coming out there and just being uh, being bitter. Um. Next up was Greg. He asked a question to Tom, but I completely zoned out at one point and thought, who's talking right now? (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of Greg's whole character in a nutshell. Yeah, there's not much, there's not too much going on there. I can't tell you what he asked him. All I remember is that he called Katie pathetic. He did call Katie pathetic. Um, I did not realize that people hated Katie this much. The thing is, I feel like most of the time you saw her interacting, it was with Ian and Tom, and those were, like, the two people that didn't hate her. Yeah, I guess, um, was it Karen or Janu who called her SNL because she was so funny? Oh, that was Janu. Yeah. I know for a fact that Karen and Janu both hated her. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jen, it seemed like she got along okay with Jen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise, I don't know. Steph asks why, uh, Steph asks Tom what he did to protect her, which is a weird question, uh, I feel like. Uh, he did, well, I mean, he did say, like, when he took her side, he's like, we're going to get you through, like, I know, you know, you don't have any allies out here, but you're, like, a strong player, so I want you to... So I, I think he probably overpromised on what he actually delivered. Impossible. No, Tom, Tom would never. He's a good guy. He would not do okay, that to somebody. sorry. He's the greatest hero Survivor's ever seen, except for Boston Rob, who was originally a villain until he married his wife, and then he became a hero, and we all love him. Until he, no, it was when he passed out in the jungle, that's when he became a hero. He's just He just loves the game so much, Thomas. You know? It's true. He's a student of the game. Um, Steph then asks Katie, why should she not vote for Tom? <laughs> Katie, Katie really went through the wash here, whatever the phrase is. Yeah, and she gave consistently horrible answers. Yeah, so. she did really bad. She this really she was. Really uh, I think this is the worst. I think she did worse than Angelina did when Angelina interrupted someone while they were talking. 
Again, Angelina's done nothing wrong. She got rice for the tribe. She, <laughs> she had to climb a thousand yeah. foot ladder, Thomas. That should win her the game alone. She, 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 look, you don't get a degree in big moves from, uh, <laughs> what was it? Like, uh, what, but what, uh, Ivy League did she go to? Was it like Princeton? Brown? Yeah, it might have been Yale. Yale? I don't know. Yeah, you don't go to Yale Business School uh, and not learn a thing or two about big moves. Janu asks Tom something, uh, and Tom says everything he did was to get where he is now. I think that's a good answer to whatever That is a great answer. Yeah. I think that is a good answer for anyone to give. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like when Erica uh, got skill on Wordle on the first try, and you were like, that's a bad strategy. It's like, well, she got, fucking got it, so who cares? Yeah. You know? Well, no, actually, I take it back. It was a good strategy because she had someone tell her what the word was yeah. and put it in in one. Yeah. If you can get a hundred by somebody else giving you the answers on your math test, why wouldn't you take that? Oh, Jake, point, you're doing Jake. such a good job in math now. Yeah, because somebody gave me the answers. Can you let me graduate now? I did have a dream last night that I was one. I would be one credit short of graduating. Um, which is man, I love those. That was your Mister Three Thousand moment. <laughs> that was the high school version of Mister Three Thousand. It's like, oh, you need you need one credit to. You actually never got your high school diploma. I was like, how can I be one credit short? You guys come up with the curriculum. Like this yeah, was this high seems, school. Yeah. You shouldn't have let me do this. Yeah. You guys messed up. It's like, always stuff like that. It's always like you're like, well, okay, I I love in your dreams when you, it's like you're mandated to go back to high school. And yeah. even in the dream, you're like, I already have a degree. There's yeah, no reason make for me to sense. go. And then you still go. And then the like layout of the school is different. Or there's like a door that you can't open. And it's just like, man, this sucks. I can't believe I have to go back to high school again. It's in like a weird, different place. Oh, well, though. I I mean, it's I'm happening to me right now. <laughs> it's happening to me right now, so it's got to be real. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, do you think they'll let me like? They're not going to not make, like, let me graduate with all my friends. <laughs> well, do you think they'll let me do like an independent study for one credit or something? You literally had like a Billy Madison thing happen to you in that dream. <laughs> you had to go back through, get your yeah. credit. Then they made me. Uh, write uh, a Z in cursive on the chalkboard. That was difficult. <laughs> that was your final exam. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we'll give you one credit if you can write a cursive Z on a chalkboard. <laughs> From memory, we will not teach you how to do it. <laughs> that's, that's where I lost the one credit. Was in third I wouldn't grade. get that credit. If, they, if I had to draw a cursive Z right now, I could not do it. Yeah. So, Uppercase. Lowercase, I could. That is just a little sample of our uh, Patreon show, Did You Sleep, Sleep Last Night? It's only 50000 a month. Uh, it's a show where we it's talk about kind of quality dreams. content you're going to get. <laughs> uh, Janu asks um, for three positive and ne negative adjectives from Katie. And Katie just says, no. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna do that. But you know what? At this point, though, this is like bailing during a job interview. You know that you've already <laughs> fucked up. It's like whatever. I'm not gonna get it anyway. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not putting myself out here. Yeah. Tom tells Karen that they never made a deal, but were the parents in this dysfunctional family. I love comparing things to dysfunctional families. Yeah, it's, it's like good. a big family. 
This felt kind this of a was modern complete family, bullshit. Actually. This is a bullshit. Like Tom, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny because it's a situation where like Karen has every reason not to vote for Tom, but also she's not going to vote for Katie. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't understand why she wouldn't vote for Tom. They were close, you know. She got fucked over by him, but also like I don't know. They kind of liked each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of an island crush on each other. She also me. got fucked over by Katie, and Katie uh, no island and her crush. Katie hated each other. Yeah, uh, Karen calls Katie phony and cruel. <laughs> Says, "Give me one reason I should vote for you." <laughs> That's funny. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of I'm sorry uh, if you felt this way. Yes. Apologies from Katie. I noticed that as well. Not the way to apologize. Come to the future. It's very popular now. Apologizing. Like the, the coolest thing to do. They have a whole app for it. Uh, do you think they knew what apps were in 2005? Probably not, right? Not the way we no, do I now. Don't, yeah, I don't think they knew what those were. They'd, they'd be like, "What? Do, what do you mean?" Applebee's. Like, uh, yeah. What are we? What are we getting? Some uh, some uh, br- br- uh, bruschetta. You know, that's how you're supposed to say it. I do. People love it when you say that to them. Yeah, I'm actually learning Italian through Duolingo, so I did know that's how you pronounce it. Oh, okay. Karen. Is done. Jen asks Tom, why should I vote for you when you didn't respect me? <laughs> Fair question. question. Fair question from Jen. <laughs> Jen then tells Katie she had the opportunity to play like a strong woman, but instead just laid down. Jen, very good. Very good. I actually liked Katie's answer to this, which is just like, I know I'm a strong woman, so I wasn't trying to play to prove that I am when I was playing to win. It's like, that's a good response. So that's a girl boss response, if you ask me. Uh, what's the biggest reason why we shouldn't give you a million dollars is the question from Ian. I think it's fine. Uh, Katie's... I, I think that's a fun one, but also, yeah, I, uh, I, Katie gave some sort of, like, really... I, just like horrible a, answer. One of the, yeah, just terrible answer. Um, I like this question, but I wish it had come from, like, Janu or somebody. Like, I feel like Ian should yeah. have had a better question. It was yeah, kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah these two were in your alliance. I feel like you could have... This is a little impersonal for that. Yeah. Uh, Katie says something about how her sense of humor is off-putting. Bad, yeah, that's, bad answer. Again, <laughs> this is the kind of... Yeah, this is not an apology. Like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I'm sorry you're so sensitive. <laughs> I'm sorry if you if you felt this way. Like, yeah. it, no... no Nothing it's her, from her. Look, she's a comedian. Thing. She's SNL. It's her job to make people uncomfortable. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, it's the job of the court jester is the only one who can, uh, you know, make fun of the king. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tom says he's already had his payday with this whole experience. Perfect answer. Love it. Just, just good job from Tom all around. Uh, Tom preaches loyalty in his closing argument. And Katie's closing argument, she says, I'm sorry if I hurt anyone. Give me a chance. You may not respect my sense of humor, but it got me here. Terrible. What does that mean? Those are just words. Absolutely horrible way to... One of the worst pitches I've seen from anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jeff then takes the votes and walks... Back to New York City. Don't know how he got there. <laughs> yeah. Don't know I how he really got there. I was really hoping that I was really hoping you would get on a jet ski or into like a helicopter or something. I, I mean, it was the first five years of the show. You would think they would still be doing these things, but apparently not. 
So he returns to New York City. Katie got one vote, and Tom got the rest. What a surprise. So, that is Survivor Palau. We're done now. Um, what do you think we can take from Survivor 10 and bring back into the modern show? Like, what would you like to see in challenges uh, more? A lot of the challenges, I, I think just simpler... Gun, one, guns. Yep. Two, um, simpler, more location-specific uh, immunity challenges. Yes, yes. I love that idea. Uh, also, maybe Jeff's really mean for a season again. Yeah. No, but... Maybe we get mean Maybe we get mean mom Jeff again. I would love to see that. It's very fun. Uh, instead, it looks like we are going to get uh, happy, excited Jeff again with the long hair. Um for the upcoming Survivor Season 42. Thomas, are you ready to discuss Survivor Season 42? Let's do it. All right. So, first up, we've got the Ika Tribe. Do you have the cast list up in front of you so you remember who all these people are? Uh, let me pull that up real quick. Let me just uh, peek behind the curtain for you listeners. I texted Thomas last night. Hey, don't forget to watch all the bio videos before we call each other to record. And he said, no problem. Then I called him t- this morning, this afternoon, when we said we were going to record. And he said, oh, I forgot to watch those videos. Jake, I resent that. I didn't forget to watch them no. until immediately after I watched the Survivor finale. I mm. r- was reminding myself to do it, and I only forgot after I watched the, the episode. Mm-hmm. So... But you did... I did remember. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I just also forgot... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got me there. I can't argue with that. Uh, so do you have the uh, the people in front of you? I sure do. Okay. First up on the Ica tribe is Rox Roy. He is 44 from Las Vegas, Nevada. He is a stay-at-home dad. He plans to be a patient provider, plans to give the million-dollar check immediately to his wife. I'll tell you this. I like, Love that. I like Rox Roy. I like Rox Roy a lot. I, I also like Rox Roy. Up next in the Ica tribe, we've got Romeo. He is 37, Norwalk, California. He's a pageant coach, born in Central America, grew up without regular access to water and gang violence in L.A. He is here representing the Latino community, the immigrant community, and the LGBT community. Uh, I think Romeo's fine. You know, I, I... I'm interested to see what he is like. I can say that about anyone here because I feel like you don't actually get a very good handle on him from these videos, but yeah. like, I'm interested to see what, what his deal is. Here is my hot take. You know how there's all these letters in the LGBT community now? LGBTQIA+, I think is the full version now. Why not call it the LGBTQ community? Well, I guess um, it kind of makes it sound like it's QAnon associated. So never mind. Yeah, I, take I it don't back. know. Maybe back to the drawing board on this one. <laughs> never mind. It was more funny you, concept. You answered your own question there. I just needed to hear it out loud. Uh, okay, up next is Swati. She is 19 from Palo Alto, California, uh, where they make apps. She's an Ivy League student, grew up very academic, and joined the Army... She says her gameplay is undefined. I think that's very smart to to not go in with too strict of a strategy because you know you gotta be gotta be flexible. Gotta be flexible. Um, but I did see in one video she said 
she's not going to say she's 19, she's going to say she's 20. So people don't know she's actually a teenager. That feels stupid. Like, if you're going to lie about your age, say you're, like, 22 or 23, like, 19 to 20, somebody who's 35 isn't going to care one way or the other. They're going to see you as a young person either way. I think it, I think you, that's true, but also I do feel like there is a bit of a difference between 19 and 20, and 20 is pretty believable in that case, so, you know, whatever. Yes. You don't want to go too high and then, like, really blow it, you know, be like, I'm 25, and then have people be like, really? no, you aren't. Oh, so you remember Rugrats, and you're like, uh, I remember all grown up. Uh. Uh, okay, up next is Tori. She is 24 years old. She is from Rogers, Arkansas. She's a therapist. She says Jesus is first, but Survivor and Jeff are second. And she's weird, Thomas. You know why she's weird? Why is she weird? Because she likes things like Harry Potter and was in marching band. You know, like weird people. Damn, okay. She's, yeah, random. So, she's the so uh, random. love her, so random, uh, putting a bag of shrimp on her head picture <laughs> lady. Up next, we've got Drea. She's 35 from Montreal. She is an athlete, a fitness trainer slash fitness business owner. And her middle school was sponsored by Nike. What do you think of Drea? Uh, I, I think she seems fine, but I, I could not really... I didn't think about her that much because I was too busy thinking about the concept of a middle school being sponsored by, a, like, a shoe brand. Yeah. It's weird. It's incredibly weird. And we came from a, a very... Weird athletic community like sports was very pushed in our town growing up but we never had a school sponsored by a shoe yeah and and the the implication is not like our teams were or like our athletic department it was the school the whole school yeah yeah um nike weird um that's all i have to say about that (laughs) yeah it was weird it's the weirdest detail of all of these, uh, all these uh, get to know you videos. Yes, absolutely. Uh, up next is Zach Wartenberger. He's twenty two. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. It says numbers come naturally to him, but he's going to have a harder time with the physical portion of the game. Uh, he's like the nerdy guy. There's always a nerdy guy, you know. Yep, he's the nerdy guy. He's um, what is the uh. He's the Rick Devins of this season. Hmm, interesting. I wouldn't think of Rick Devins as the nerdy guy of that season, but I guess I don't remember like who a, else was on that like season. He's like a weatherman dork, right? Or does he do sports or I something? I think he does just news. He just does the news? He just does the news, you know? Somebody's got to do it. But his whole thing was just like, oh, I'm, so, I'm, just, I'm a super fan. Yeah, a lot of super fans this season. Um, okay, so it's the Ica Tribe. That's it. Um, I... I don't feel like I like Roxroy. Um, everybody else seems kind of wait and see. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I do feel like it is like wait and see approach with almost everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, up next is the Taku tribe. Uh, first up, we've got Lindsay. She's 31 from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Like uh, a certain songwriter. You know? Uh, Billy Joel. Yeah, that's right. She is a dietitian, very competitive. She played tackle football from nine to fifteen. And how many other girls do you know who did that? How many girls do you know who did tackle football from the ages I, I of nine to fifteen? I don't know 15? any. That's exactly, because she's tough. 
just like Survivor's own Stephanie from Palau, which uh, is the season we just watched. So we'll be keeping an eye on her. Do you think Taku will have the same, um, the same fate as Oolong, and Lindsay will be the last remaining member? I I hope not. Yeah. I don't wish that on anyone. Yeah. Uh, she says that she needs to chill out. That's her biggest, her biggest weakness. Like in a job interview, that's what she would say. Uh, up next, we've got Jackson, who is 48 years old from Houston, Texas. He's a hospital transporter. Transporting a whole hospital. Imagine how big that truck has to be. No, he's um he's a hospital transporter. Like he. Like Jason Statham? Sometimes places, yeah, sometimes places will hire, like, the transporter as a job description for, like, security. Mm -hmm. So he does that at hospital. At, like, a hospital. He is the, uh, or at hospital, as uh, Jason Statham would say. (laughs) Yeah, he's British. Um, I was going to say, have there been any British people on Survivor? Uh, yeah, Ace from Gabon. He was half British. (laughs) The real British person. (laughs) Um, he is Jackson is charming thinks he'll be good at Survivor because he had to rely on himself when he came out as trans and wants to bring about a big blindside that was worrying to me because anytime anybody's like I want to be a part of a big blindside they're the victim of a blindside and I feel like I like Jackson so I don't want to see that happen playing too hard yeah uh, up next we've got Marianne who's 24 from Ajax and Ajax Ontario she is a seminary student, expects to have a strong social skill, uh, but worried about not being able to cut people. She, her, she says her first, Im, her first generation immigrant mom didn't, uh, didn't understand why she wanted to come play Survivor. I was like, I can teach you how to find water and all that. Just come back to the village with me. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, I thought it was very cute. Um, I like Marianne. She seems cool. Uh, up next is Maria, 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 I don't know, um, the Survivor Twitter did not post her bio, but even though they posted everybody else's, but she is 47, from Noblesville, Indiana, she's a stay-at-home mom, uh, and she says she's gonna be the mama bear of the tribe. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I don't feel like that's a role that ever gets anyone to win, but sure. Yeah. It gets a lot of people third place, though. I feel like most people that I've seen that have tried to do that get uh, eliminated pre-merge. What about, um, what's her name from that one season we were just talking about? Uh Uh-huh. What about last season, 41? Tiffany. Who is the mama bear? Tiffany. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, whatever. She got pretty far. Yeah, she did. Um, What was the season before that? Oh, when is it war? That doesn't really count. Um, what about Island of the Islands? I'm kind of the model bear of all these people that have played, like, three times. Nora was a new... Oh, no, Janet, sorry. Janet was the model bear of, um, of that season. Um, she made it pretty far. Edge, let's see, who is the mama bear here? Um, Julie. Remember Julie? Not really. She got third place. Edge of Extinction, her favorite season. Dave versus Goliath. Angelina. <laughs> got third place. Yeah, she took advanced mama bear classes. <laughs> she liked it so much, she took advanced mama bear classes. Uh, Ghost Island, Laurel, 
Uh, I think you're kind of pushing it with some of these. Well, I'm impossible. I would never. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Tom, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> Up next, we've got Jonathan. He is 29. He is from Gulf Shores, Alabama. He's a beach rental business owner. He goes spearfishing daily, wants to win more immunity challenges than anyone else. It could be difficult because, remember, Tom, he won a lot of them. Uh, and he wants to be the leader servant of his tribe. Hey, I don't, okay. He was a swimmer at the University of Alabama, and Thomas, did you get, did you get this? He set a world record in pull-ups. Very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, Jonathan seems... (laughs) He seems annoying. (laughs) We can say it. I'm going to put Jonathan in the wait and see category. Okay, sure. Look, I don't want to. I don't want another Adam Klein situation where we just talk shit no, before season. We and then it turns out to be. I mean, it would work good. out. The thing is, the the thing with part of that deal though is you win. So you do win. I think you would love for that. If to we happen. talk shit about you on this podcast and you listen to it, you win the game. We never talk shit about Wendell though from. Uh, Ghost Island. No, we said good things, and but he heard the good things. Basically, if you hear us say anything about you and you play, you win. I think yeah. that's. Uh, yes, I think that is correct. Up next, we've got Omar, who is from Whitby, Ontario, Canada, the third Canadian this season. He's 31 years old. He is an exotic animal veterinarian, planning on playing dumb and being moldable. I got nothing bad to say about Omar. I bet he's going to know about some wildlife shots. You know he is. Because he's a veterinarian, he's given wildlife shots. I hope there's like a whole Jeff Irwin-style... Uh, scene of him just going around and like showing people the different animals that he finds in the jungle. Wouldn't that be fun? Pretty cool. Do a do a little wildlife shot there on on the show. Uh, okay, so that's uh, the Taku tribe. Up next, we've got the Vati tribe. First day is hi. He is twenty nine from New Orleans, Louisiana. Able to read the room better than a book. I, I thought that was pretty funny. As a, as a person who doesn't know how to read books, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, the, the thought of reading them is funny to you, because yeah. how could anyone do that? Uh, it's impossible. I've never learned. Nobody's ever explained it to me. Um, but I do know all about vibes, so I can read a room just like hi. He was a latchkey kid raised by TV. Remember that podcast? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, he loved Yule growing up. And I mean, who doesn't? We all love Yule. We all love Yule. That's why we don't talk about where he works. <laughs> Up next is Chanel, 28, from New York City, New York City, a city so nicely named it twice. She's a recruiter. She is a. She has a negotiation mastery from Harvard. Get her to get some rice for the tribe. <laughs> That's right. She's gonna she's gonna bargain for some rice. She's gonna play the rice card. Oh god. Uh, she wants to win Survivor because it would make her happy. I mean, honestly, good for you. I mean, sure. Why not? It would make me happy if I won Survivor. So I totally yeah. But you don't even that. want to play Survivor. Would it really even? Make I don't. You? But I would love to win. If I could go in knowing I would win, I would totally go. Okay. Well, you're not Boston Rob, so. <laughs> yeah, I want you to rig this for me. Uh, up next is Jenny from 43. From the age 43, 
Uh, she's from the city. <laughs> from the 43rd season of Jenny's Life. <laughs> she's from Brooklyn, New York City. So I'm sure she hey. and Chanel will have a lot she's to talk about. She's walking here. Uh, she is a designer. She came to be comfortably uncomfortable and wants to wow Jeff. I, Jeff does say wow sometimes. He does say wow sometimes, so that's fair. Um, I'll, I'll go out on a limb. I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to like Jenny too much. No, I think I'm with you on that one. But again, I'm, I'm, at, I'm putting it at a wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, up next is Lydia, 22. She is from Santa Monica, California. She is an actor slash writer slash server slash bartender. She watched Survivor with her family growing up. She hopes to be received as the lovable, fun younger sister. But her brain never shuts off. You love this woman, right? You think she's the best person uh, who's I ever am, played Survivor? I'm putting this one as a wait and see, <laughs> Seems like such we're your just, type of player. We're going to wait. We're going to see. <laughs> Up next is my guy, Daniel Strunk. <laughs> Probably the best name that's ever been on Survivor. <laughs> yep. He's 30 years old, just like us. New Haven, Connecticut. He's a law clerk for a lawyer in Michigan. Thomas. For a, I believe he's a federal judge in Michigan. Whatever. You have to be a lawyer before you're a judge, so technically I'm not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He grew up watching Survivor, uh, and he says, don't bet on him. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I do, too. It's very funny. So, do you remember when I said that Zach was uh, um, Rick Devins? I actually meant that Daniel was Rick Devins. Zach is Fishbach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... Up next is Mike. He is 58 years old from Hoboken, New Jersey. He's a right, a retired firefighter. I don't know why that's such a hard phrase to say for me. He says firefighting prepared him for Survivor because everybody wants to run into a burning building or something like that. What did that? I think he says something like people think that they would, but you don't know until you're actually in that situation. Well, Thomas, I have to ask you then: Would you run into a burning building? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't actually have to do it right now, so yeah, I would. Okay, yeah, me too. Uh, He says he's got an angry look, but that's not anything what he's really like, so he wants to dispel that immediately, and says, no book is ever exactly like the cover. So, there you go. As far, we were talking about this before we started recording, as far as I know, firefighters are undefeated on uh, Survivor, no. so maybe this guy makes it three for three. Keith Nail and his son were both firefighters, too. Oh, you're right. But Shit. Keith, well, Keith Nail really good. did win a spot in all of our hearts, didn't he? Yeah, pretty pretty good track record, all things considered, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, you may recall last season, Survivor 41, you were leading throughout the season. But I came through at the very end to win with a score of 34 to 33, which means I get first pick. I blew a 3-1 lead. You really did. Uh, for the Ika Tribe, I'm going to take Roxroy. Who are you going to pick? I knew you were... I was going to let you have Roxroy, so that's... You know, it doesn't really change anything for me. I've only um, been talking about Roxroy uh, since we stopped talking about Palau. Uh, I'm going to take... Uh, is it Swati? Swati, yes, the 19-year-old who's going to lie about her age. You know, like women do? Yeah, they're always 
I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna finish <laughs> that joke. If you want to hear more about that sort of thing, listen to. Well, I guess the song is about not a woman not lying about her, her age, but then it turns out that she's not. Anyway, Seventeen by Winger. Go listen to that song. Oof. I think you'll like it. It's got the Tom stamp of approval. I endorse everything they say. In that song. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So for the Taku Tribe, I'm going to take Omar. Uh, I think that's a good pick. I will take Marianne. I, that was she was my second choice, um, and f- okay. So we we did each other. You let me have her. We did, we did we did a favor for each. We other did a favor for time. each other. Yeah. No, I, Omar was my first choice. I was going to pick Marianne if you picked Omar. I uh, I didn't want to say too much about Omar because you know I I already made such a big deal about wanting rocks for. I didn't want you to like feel forced to. Oh sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um and. Thomas, because I'm such a gracious winner, I'm going to let you pick the first person on, on Vati. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to pick High. Damn it. Yeah. Because I was... Have fun picking have fun picking Daniel, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Defy his wishes. Bet on him. I am going to pick Daniel Strunk. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Strunk. <laughs> Daniel Strunk. He's going to be like that guy from Chicago who got out fucking immediately in... Uh, was that Edge of Extinction? Oh, God. Thomas, don't ask me I don't trivia. think it was because he didn't go to Extinction Island. I think it may have been Ghost Island. Um, okay. The guy from Chicago. Ghost Island. Okay. Ghost Island. Ghost Island is a good season. I like Ghost Island. I. Th- it is. I think it's got the best title. Um, Ghost Island. Stephanie Johnson was from Chicago, but she made it five episodes in. Was it David versus Goliath? Maybe it was Island of the Islands. Pat was the first out in that, so it wasn't that one. Edge of Extinction. Who is Pat? No. Sorry? Who is Pat? He was uh, he was medevaced on the first episode of David versus Goliath. Oh, <laughs> yep, okay. Because <laughs> they were going too fast in the boat. <laughs> uh, nobody from Chicago out in the early days of Island of the Islands. Winners at War, let's see. It couldn't have been Winners at War, because it was a new contestant. Okay, uh, 41. Excuse me, some Viber 41. David Voce was uh, out third episode in some Viber No, 41. it's not him, though. It's not him. Jesus Christ. Okay. This was, a while, like, a while ago. Okay. Triple H, it's time to play the game. The first person out was from Excelsior, Minnesota. Um, Nobody from... Nobody from Chicago all in the early... What I'm learning is people from Chicago make it pretty far in the game, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. Nobody on Game Changers was out early. Um, Nobody from Millennials for Gen X was out early. Wow, who are you thinking of, Thomas? I, th- I don't know. I'm going to find this out. Okay, here it is. <laughs> oh, who was it? Survivor Co. Wrong. Uh, first episode, Darnell Hamilton is from Chicago, Illinois. He was the first one voted out. I don't think it was Darnell Hamilton. It was a white guy, I think. Okay. Cambodia. It's the first episode, or first season we watched this uh, doing this podcast. The first three people out... We're all from California. Two of them for, from San Francisco. <laughs> oh, damn, okay. Bad showing for Sam Fran. Uh, okay, going down to Worlds Apart now, which everybody's... The first five people 
are from California or Florida, four of them being from California. San Juan del Survivor. What am I thinking of? Oh my god. New Jersey, Massachusetts, Georgia, Florida, Washington. I don't know who you're thinking of. Maybe it was David versus Goliath. <laughs> no, because it was it wasn't Pat Cusack. Jatia was from Chicago, but Did she I made it four episodes someone? in. Did I? I might have imagined someone. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, it's he didn't go out first. It was uh, Jacob Derwin from uh, Ghost Island. He, he went out second. And what? And where does it say he's and from? He's from Brooklyn, New York. He's not from Chicago. Okay, so that was a fun game we got to play. Anyway, that's who I was thinking of. We took a while to get there. <laughs> I was like, "Are you thinking of Jacob?" And I saw he was from Brooklyn, so I was like, "Couldn't be him." No, different guy. Okay, uh, we picked our people for Vadi. Yeah, you picked high. I picked Daniel Strunk. All boys. All boys for me this season. <laughs> I usually Daniel don't do that. I, of course I'd be Daniel Strunk. He's great. He's the best one. <laughs> Which tribe is going to win reward? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> what are the tribe names again? <laughs> Ika, Taku, and Vati. I'll say that. Uh, let me go back down and see who's on these tribes again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll say Taku. Taku wins immunity. No reward. Um, that's fine. I'll say Taku. Wait, did you say Taku or did you say Ika? I said Taku. Okay, I'm. I'll say Ika. Again, two, two, two names are too similar. Um, what will the reward be? It's the first episode, Thomas. This one should be easy. Uh, I'm gonna say tools to build a shelter. No, idiot! It's flint. No. <laughs> flint. I'm sorry, flint. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I want to apologize to the listeners. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, it's all right. We can edit it out. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, of course, Jake. It's flint. And, uh, I won't say tinder. <laughs> Who is gonna win immunity? I think that Taku is also going to win immunity. That's fair. Uh, just to switch things up, I'm going to say Vati. You know, cause I, I think they're probably the weakest drama, honestly. But they've got Mike, who's a big, strong man. So, and Daniel Strunk, who said don't bet on him. Okay, well, who's going to get voted out? Uh, I'm going to say that it is... I'll say Zach. That's a good call. I, I'm gonna say the weird therapist, Tori. Oh, Tori. I feel like she's going in, relying. I thought about it. It feels like she's gonna go. It was between her and Zach for me. It was. Um. It feels like she's going in. She's gonna be relying too much on her charm, and it's gonna turn people the wrong way. That's my. That's the impression I'm getting from her bio. Uh, Could uh, could be. We'll see. I guess. Um. Okay. Uh, mine was between um, Tori and you've heard a lot about him, Daniel Strunk. <laughs> Daniel Strunk. It would be really funny to bet on him and then bet on him every week to get voted off. You know what? You know what, Tori? Y- it'll be you next week. I'm voting. <laughs> I'm, I'm voting out Daniel Strunk this week. We're doing. Jake is attempting a unique strategy this season. <laughs> um, I I gotta get this win. You know. I don't think we've ever done... I don't think I've ever won two seasons in a row. 
Okay, what's the what's the product placement point going to be this week, Thomas, or this month, this season? Holy shit! <laughs> this season, uh, what brand I'm gonna say, are you going in? Yeah, on? I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Coinbase. It's going to be crypto. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of this reward gets a Coinstar. Or right, is Coinbase uh, uh, crypto? Or I'll say uh, crypto.com or whatever. Yeah. Uh, crypto.com. Yeah, I will, Will you? Yeah. Will you give me just some sort of crypto brand? Will you give me a broad answer like that? That's. You know what? Because it is the product placement point, I will say okay. If you were to say, "Oh, I think the reward is going to be cryptocurrency," I'd be like, "You need to be more specific than that." It's like saying pork. Yeah, I think a brand. Yeah, yeah it will be a specific brand. A specific brand of cryptocurrency. Sure, why not? Uh, I would love to see that. Oh, maybe that's how they could incorporate fire tokens again. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor's yeah, very own fire NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> These fire tokens are backed up by the blockchain. I mentioned it earlier, but I am gonna have to say Applebee's. Okay, they're gonna be eating good in the island neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next week we are starting Survivor Forty Two. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait to find some people I like because I'll be honest, Jeff. Those bio videos didn't do it for me this time. Could have been better. Could have been better. Uh, Thomas, what's your Twitter? Should people want to follow you? You can follow me at Tom Not Tom. I'm talking about basketball. You know me. Uh, I do. Uh, how how those Pistons though, huh? Uh, they're still not very good, but they're uh, they're, they're doing, doing better okay. though. They're doing. They only have the third worst record in the NBA. It used to be first. It was first for a while there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter.com at DYWSLN for all the tweets. Uh, follow it by Wednesday because uh, we're going to be watching the show live. Are you going to be watching it live on Wednesday, Thomas, when it premieres? Absolutely not. I never do. Thomas is a hater. He hates watching things live. <laughs> I'm a known hater. He's like, the only thing I watch live is the Super Bowl commercials. When the game's yeah, on, I don't get more I gotta wings. see him so I can talk about it with the water cooler. <laughs> You can follow us on Instagram if this you want. All I could talk about is like, did you see the Larry David Crypto ad? I hope they do that on Survivor. <laughs> instead of a uh, instead of a, a a loved ones challenge this season, they're gonna do a Larry David challenge where the winner gets to invest in cryptocurrency with Larry David yeah. <laughs> on a boat in the ocean. Larry comes on and it's just like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Him and the talking guy just being like, eh, I didn't care for him. Uh, you got a sample of uh, Did You Sleep Last Night, Our uh, one of our favorite Patreon shows. You can find that at patreon.com slash justpodcast. Did you want to shout out any other show on Patreon we've got, Thomas? No, I think that's good for now. Uh, okay. Uh, we want to thank the listeners. And I have a mission for the listeners. Since seeing as we're coming up on the new season this week, Spread spread the word about this podcast. We can get even more listeners and even more reviews on Apple reviews and Spotify reviews. I'm, I'm not making any demands of the listeners other than for them to pay us and then they can become fans. Yeah. But uh, they don't, you don't, you don't, have, you don't got to tell nobody if you don't want to. But if you want to. Um, no, but like, it would be nice like if we got like more people listening and like reviewing the show and like reaching out. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, sure. So... Just share, share the show with your friends. You know, go to go to the page, the website, the website, the website, twitter.com slash D-Y-W-S-O-N. Um, and just, you know, retweet, 
quote, tweet, say this is my favorite podcast, that kind of thing on Twitter, and and be like, be sure to subscribe before Survivor 42. And this is to new listeners, if you subscribe before Season 42, you get a free download. Uh, DM us if you want more information on that. Yeah, it's very generous, but uh, only uh, you know limited time offer. Yeah. Thomas, what should people write on Apple Podcasts reviews if they want to review the podcast uh, and be a good listener? Uh, the boilerplate standard review we have is, this is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. And if you do it on Spotify, say uh, at the end of that, I look forward to seeing this in my Spotify wrapped. Um, and if you do that, we're going to say thank you to you on, on the show. If you don't do that, we're going to thank We'll never we'll, say we'll thank never, you to you. We will never thank you. Except for when we thank the listeners. Yeah, but that's not individual to you, so thank you for leaving reviews. Thank you for leaving reviews. That rhyme's never been done until right now. So, and they said we were out of rhyme. They said we were out of rhyme, really but clearly we're not. We'll, we'll make our own dictionary. Right, <coughs> rhyming dictionary. Excuse me. Uh, well, okay. I guess that's the end of the show. Now we're gonna do forty-two next week, and I'm fucking pumped. Um, oh, now that we're done with Palau, do you want to reveal what we used as the uh, as the outro music, Thomas? As it was the tenth what, season, that, that, that is ten tenderness by Parquet Court. Do you guys get it? I didn't think that was a secret. I didn't think that was a secret. Yeah, but we when we when we changed the music at the beginning of the season, we were like, "Here's the intro," but we hadn't revealed the outro yet. So now we can officially announce that was it. I mean, I think the outro was revealed that episode at the end during the yeah, outro. Yeah, we didn't we didn't give them credit, and now we are. <laughs> okay. I don't. I just don't want to be sued. You know, like Park. I don't think that's what we would get sued for. What would we get sued for? I think we would get sued for using it at all. Yeah, but if we give them credit, then they're less likely to sue us. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> you can't say for sure. Um, so we're going to start doing new music next week. Do we want to announce what that is right now? Or Did we already pick it? I don't remember. We did, and uh, people have already heard the intro, but the outro... Uh, well, you referenced it last week. Or maybe the week before. So, um, this is the last time you're going to hear Tenderness. It's playing underneath me right now. Because at this point, I do have to say, have a great summer. Deuces. We've come to replace your clocks. Old stubborn heads, we are the answer to why. They never had a chance. It was not so long ago. World was mostly slow, the age of iron steaming speed Turned a stroke to a stampede But we've come to increase time in between takes wildlife shots Jake, but before that, you know what it's time for Oh, God. Uh, what's that? Uh, me to go take a piss, I'll be right back Alright These are your nerves This is how they taste Well, I can't count how many times I've been outdone by nihilism you know, sometimes you can like you like hold it for a while, but sometimes it's just all of a sudden it's like gotta pee, emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a very small bladder, so I, I know exactly how you feel. Yep. It was just one of those things. I, I like hear five it. seconds. Hey, perfect like, timing. 
Time to go. Easy edit point. Are you, are you feeling good? Are you feeling better now? Oh, it was an immense sense of relief from that. Uh, I drank a lot of coffee this morning. So. Love that. When um, when my grandparents were younger uh, and more animated, uh, anytime you would go to the bathroom or burp uh, very loudly, my grandpa would go, feel better now? <laughs> That's great. That's a great grandpa. very funny. Every single time. Uh, and now I can't think of anything else anytime either. Tell us, what should the listeners review on Apple reviews if they want to review the show and they all do? Jake, the first review we're going to do is me having to pee again. Wow, so are you okay? Back. I think I'm fine. I just apparently I drink more coffee than I thought. I've been holding it this whole time. Alright, I will be right back. Smarten up, probes.